No. It's ASMR. I'm gonna tap on my phone case and whisper the whole time. Oh yes. Are you so satisfied, Scarlet? No. Why don't you tell us what ASMR is? It's ASMR. Well, why would I be calling it ASMR then? I don't know. You do know. No, I don't. Stop lying. No, I don't. Why is it called ASMR? Because you called it Asmar for a long time. Scarlet wants to watch Asmar videos. And then, when everyone's confused and they don't know what Asmar videos are, she gets fuffled. A S. I didn't. I don't know what it stands for, so I'm gonna say Asmar. Like, UPS was ups. No, it's not. It's UPS. <laughs> I mean, I, ca I can't really give you crap because when I was a kid, I thought that the KOA campground was COA. That's, you know, I was a kid. Whatever. It's not a big deal or anything. But, I mean, where's the second A for Asmar? So, based on that logic, it's Asmar. Asmer. 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 <laughs> I want to watch some asthma videos. Okay, so it's been a while since yes. we've done an episode. This is our special ASMR episode. No, it's not. Alright, well, it's been a while. And we have some changes. Why don't you tell... The people about the changes. So Turn we're not going to be change is doing two podcasts a month because usually we would, but in July we did none. Well, it's summer. We've been busy. We have lives. Yeah. You would swim. I had work and all kinds of other crap. So yeah, that's that's why we didn't do a podcast. I mean, it's not like we get paid to do it, so we do it when we do it. Yeah. What else are the updates? So also, we're not doing the fortune teller. She's just surprising me. And this episode, I got to pick between two. Because she, I'm nice. She wanted to do the Giza pyramids or the woolly mammoth. So... I picked the woolly mammoth. Yep. And we have one more change. What was it? We have new show art. Yeah. Done by me. And I think it is very nice and I'm very happy with it. And Scarlett hates it. No. She gave me an option between a black one and a yellow one. She hates it. I chose the yellow one. She hates it. Because it looks better. Well, we can still do the fun fact of the day. Do you have a fun fact of the day? Or are you dropping the ball? Yes, I do. What's the fun fact of the day? Do you know that 
Golf balls have more than 350 grooves in them. Did you know that you told us that fact the last time you did a podcast? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. You did. You totally 100% did. You did. No. You did. Do you not believe me? The last one was the Nautexan. Well, maybe it wasn't the last one, but you did that one already. Okay. You can't do it again. You drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Pick it back up, unless you don't have another fun fact. So, in which case, I can find a fun fact. Did you know that gum was, chewing gum, was banned in Singapore until 2004? I did. Do you know why? It was all over the streets, and they didn't know how to recycle gum. Okay. You can recycle gum. Did you know? That in Seattle, there's a wall just covered in gum. Why? Because people would stick their gum on that wall during, like, in between shows. And eventually, the person who owned the building just got sick of constantly scraping gum off the wall. So finally, he said, whatever, just keep doing it. I don't care anymore. And now, it's a huge wall just covered in gum. So, yeah. Next time you're in Seattle, ask your mom to take you there. It's by Pike's Place. Yeah. I like Pike's Place. And there's a troll under the bridge. Yes, but that's in a different place. So, are you ready? Yes. Holy mammoths. Yes. What do you know about them? Are they alive? They're extinct. Why? Because they died. You're not wrong, but... In the Ice Age. Yeah. So, the woolly mammoth... Yeah? It is an extinct elephant. And what elephant do you think it is most closely related to out of the elephants we have that are alive how many elephants are alive asian african that's it that's it is the woolly mammoth more closely related to the asian elephant or the african elephant african decide you are wrong it is the asian elephant you can tell because Woolly mammoths have those tiny little ears. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's very exciting. Unlike its living relatives, the woolly mammoth got around a little bit more. Fossils of the woolly mammoth and other type of mammoths, like the one that name, the name I I forgot. What is it? The mastodon. The mastodon is the one I'm thinking about. The mastodon is the woolly mammoth that lives, like, in the American area. So it's like a woolly mammoth, but it's a mastodon. It's a different breed. 
So it's probably pretty big too. Oh, it is. It definitely is. So, uh, there have been mammoth fossils and remains found on every continent except for two. Can you guess which ones they are? Mm. Do you know all the continents? Yes. Tell me what they are. All 50? No. Continents. Like North America and oh, South yeah, America. I know them. Yeah, we made a song in second grade. North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Antarctica. And... There's Europe, but it's connected to Asia. So, I called it Eurasia. Because it's Europe, Asia. But yeah, that was it. Which two do not have the furry elephants? Hmm. Well, Antarctica. No. I mean, maybe not Antarctica. I didn't really look into Antarctica, but that wasn't one of the ones I put down. So no. South America. Yes. One more. Cause Brazil's really hot. Wait a minute, you forgot one. I know. Australia. Oh, it's really hot there too. So there are no mammoths or mastodons or fuzzy elephants in South America or in Australia. They lived during the Ice Age. Now, I'm sure that you know that. Yeah. And during the Ice Age, most of the world was inhabitable for them at the time because there was so much snow everywhere. And ice. Hence, Ice Age. And we don't know for sure why the mammoths went extinct, but, I mean, we do know they got frozen or something. We know factors, but we don't know the definitive reason. At so, the dinosaur museum, I saw them unchipping a woolly mammoth skeleton. Okay. Was it like on a video or was it in the realness? It was in realness. Whoa. I've got a woolly mammoth stuffed animal that you bought me. Yes, I, I did. And I bought your brother a stegosaurus. That was a departure. We're going to keep going. Yeah. So, considering how many woolly mammoths there were, and that they all died around the same time, we don't know for sure why the mammoths went extinct, but there are theories, like I said, and in reality it's probably a combination of all the things. But until we build a time machine and go back and watch it, we can't say for sure. So, number one theory, climate change. Yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with climate change in this day and age, but it is a pretty relevant topic right now. Um, oh yeah, we had a heat wave. Yes. So, the woolly mammoths were evolved to survive freezing temperatures. So when the ice age ended and the world started warm up, 
it eventually got too hot. And a lot of the other Ice Age creatures like and the mammoths. The Siberian tiger. Yes. They died. Theory number two. Yes. Meteorites. Though it wouldn't be on an international scale like it was with the dinosaurs, there is evidence to suggest that meteorites contributed to the extinction of the mastodons in North America. So not technically woolly mammoths, but we're bunching them together. So I'm just going to call them mammoths, unless I'm specifically talking about the mastodon. Okay. And number three. Wild guess. Go. They got frozen. No. They got... I just said that they got heated out, so it couldn't be that they got frozen. One more guess. They got eaten. Yep. By who? Siberian tigers. Nope. By humans. How could humans live in the Ice Age? Humans did live in the Ice Age. Did you know that woolly mammoths were around during the time that the Great Pyramid was being built? I thought it was hot when the Great Pyramid was being built. Well, Egypt is a desert, so it's a very different climate. Utah is a desert. What does that have to do with anything? It was still full of ice. You know what? You can't negate the facts, okay? Okay. 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 So, the woolly mammoth was already endangered, but because their population was so low, and the WWF didn't exist back then, humans hunted the mammoths to extinction. For food. For food. You're right. Now... Who do you think is the biggest? The Asian elephant, the African elephant, or the woolly mammoth? I know it's one of the elephants. Which one is it though? Um. Um. Come on, there are only three options. Just give me an answer. African. Yes. The African elephant is the biggest elephant out of the bunch. Now, what do you think the biggest elephant that ever lived was? What were the elephants? Do you think it was any of the ones that were alive, or do you think they got smaller? They probably got smaller. That was a motorcycle. Yeah. So the biggest quote-unquote elephant that ever lived was also the largest land mammal that has ever lived. It was called... I had to prepare myself because this is quite a word. The Paloloxodon nematicus. So they did get smaller. I never said they got smaller. Paloxodon nematicus. But yes, they did get smaller. Say that. I dare you. Paloxodon nematicus. Paloxodon nematicus. 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 Yes. So, its height from its shoulder 
was about five meters. Do you know? Yeah, I swimmed 25 meters across the pool. So how tall is five meters? That's pretty big. How tall is it in about feet? So... Just give me a guess. We're Americans, so we run on feet. Yeah. So... Just give me a wild guess. Shot in the dark. 82. No. <laughs> so, uh, its height up to its shoulder was 5 meters, or about 17 feet. And it weighed about 22 tons. That's a lot. So, you know... In the Lord of the Rings. Yes. You know the elephants and that where they were like really, really big? Yeah. It was like that, only it was real. So just to give you a better idea of just how big this thing is, uh, this thing is 17 feet tall. And a male giraffe, which is now the tallest living mammal, uh... They're about 4.5 to 6 meters tall. So that's... A little less than 17 feet. Yeah, so that's 15 to 20 feet. So the Palaloxanon nematicus is about as tall as a giraffe, give or take, but it was an elephant. Elephants are huge. Yep. So I, I actually have a little visual aid, a little bit of fun. So I'm going to show you... An artist's rendering of the Paloloxodon nematicus compared to a human who is about 5.9 according to the scale. So almost six feet. Yes. And huzzah! Oh my gosh. Even its trunk is, the tusks are super long and then the trusk is super long. Okay, but how much taller is it than say your dad who is like six foot five six six oh excuse me i was off by an inch how dare i (laughs) so so how many of your dads would it be um height wise at least almost three that's a lot so compared to ancestors the woolly mammoth really wasn't much of a mammoth i mean it was a woolly mammoth but mammoth means like big and vast but compared to the paralox the blah 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 say it i dare you paraloxodonomaticus paraloxodonomaticus i have a cheat sheet that's how i know what it is I just gave up that time. So it wasn't nearly as big. It's tiny compared to that. It's not tiny. But it's not big. But it's not big, no. So there's our modern African elephant. There's the Danoth. Just give me a second. Uh, These are just, you know, elephants. That have lived. Well, there are a lot of elephants that have lived, but are long past dead now. Africans still living? 
Yes. So, we have our modern elephant that's bigger than the woolly mammoth. The Deanotheramum. I'm probably saying that wrong. Deanotherium. Deanotherium. Not the Deanotheramum. Not the Theramum. And the Sagalophilin. And our friend, the Paloxidomaticus. The Paloxidum Nomaticus. These are hard words. They must be if you're getting tricked on them. I mean, I get, I slip over my words all the time. So, given the fact that the Foley Mammoth wasn't even close to as tall as all these guys, it was relatively, like, average-sized. It was just a little bit smaller than the African, the African elephant. What makes him so special? do you think he's one of the oldest elephants nope the Paloxodon nomadicus lived well before the ice age so must it lived 1400s no before the 1400s <laughs> you're not wrong it did live before the 1400s but so did humans so, you know, so the reason why there is so much more that is well known about mammoths compared to other elephants and their other prehistoric cousins, because there are a lot of them. I mean, there are a lot of prehistoric elephants. The reason we, you know, fixate on mammals not mammals, on mammoths so much, is because we know so much more about them in comparison to the others. Because unlike most prehistoric creatures, we found full, intact, woolly mammoth remains instead of just fossils or skeletons. Now, I don't know if you watch the same kind of cartoons that I did when I was a kid, but in cartoons I watched when I was a kid, you would, like, be watching this scientist dude, and he would find, like, a Neanderthal, or a woolly mammoth, or a saber-toothed tiger in a big block of ice, and then the ice would melt, and then the Neanderthal, or the whatever it was, would just go on a rampage. It would just go ham, and... It's not how it works. No. If they melt, then they're not going to go out rampaging. No. Because when they melt, they're dead. They're very, very dead. Because they have frozen to death. And it's, it's not how it works. Because um, they haven't eaten or drank in years. Also, they froze to death. So, in my mind, when I think... There are full woolly mammoths that have been found frozen in the ice. That is what I go to. But that's not the case. Because, you know, I'm expecting, like, this adorable, fuzzy little, like, the statues that you see, like, at the museum. I expect it's just, like, you're out in the tundra. And then there's, like, a random wall of ice. And there is just this adorable little mammoth just looking at you. And it's just like, oh, you're so cute. It's not like that. No. So, long story short, 
I was stupid. I didn't really think it through. And, you know, I just got caught in my childhood illusion. And the fully intact mammoths that we have, they are amazing. They are priceless. And in terms of just scientific value, they will not leave you fulfilled until you want to see a real-life fuzzy elephant. But the remains that have been found are more akin to that of mummies. They're fascinating and they're amazing, but they're not cute. They're ugly. I, yeah. So, thanks to fossils, you know, bones and cave paintings, and even the fully intact remains, we can deduce that mammoths lived a lot like their living relatives, the Asian elephants. They ate primarily tundra grasses, and they used their tusks to shovel aside snow to get to their food. Uh, but, you know, they were fuzzy and they lived in the snow. And yes. I'm going to show you a picture of my girl, Buttercup. She is a woolly mammoth yeah. who has been found and is the most intact mammoth ever to be found. Are you ready? So it's got like most of the skin. Well, why don't you tell everybody what you think? Use your words, not your face. Wow. Tell That's us about like, Tell us about Buttercup. All four legs. And then it's got the trunk. And it's got some of the fur. It's a couple feet. Do you think it's cute? No. Do you want to snuggle up? No. Do you want to give her wit of kisses? No. Well, that's rude. So, more about what we know about mammoths based off of what we found on their remains. We found a little baby mammoth that was almost fully intact. And this is probably going to disgust you. So get ready. So, the baby mammoth, we found her in 2007. I don't remember off the top of my head what her name was. But she still had food in her stomach. Along with... Are you ready? Yes. What do you think it's going to be? I don't know. So, in her stomach she had food and adult mammoth poop. Just in case you didn't hear me. Adult mammoth poop. Like that comes out of your butt. She ate it? Yep. So, that would imply that the babies would eat the adult mammoth poop because of a chemical in their stomach so that they could just digest their own food better. That is very interesting, but it doesn't make it any less disgusting. Dogs do that. Okay. Not my dogs, but some dogs. You know, Monica said the same thing. And in comparison, the woolly mammoth and the Asian elephant share about 99.4% similar DNA, which is more closely related than we humans are to our closest living relative, the chimpanzee, at about 98.8%. And the reason for this seems to be that the elephants in comparison are evolving at a slower rate than humans 
and the other great apes. Which brings us to our next topic. Jurassic Park. What? I'm being serious. How are we close to chimpanzee <laughs> Okay, clearly you don't know much about DNA. But... Okay, humor me. Tell me what you know about DNA and how animals are related to each other. Don't talk like a baby. There's a little thing called DNA, and it flows to the body, and then when you die, they can take it out and put it in other people. You know, you could have just said, I have no idea. That would have been more honest. (laughs) So, the way DNA works. So, when you were born. Yes. You needed. A birth certificate. (laughs) No. I'm talking genetically. I'm talking about for your body. Not for bureaucracy. So, for your body. Yes. When you were born. You needed DNA from your dad and from your mother. And then they came together and it made a whole new I don't even know what to call it. A new a new collection of cells. And they started dividing and dividing and dividing. And eventually it became a fetus. And eventually it became you. Yes. So, you need DNA from two different things. Stick them together. So, you have half your mom, half your dad, give or take. It's kind of like that. And then you keep going up, and it's all like half and half and half and half and all that nonsense. The same thing kind of works with animals. So, the Asian elephant and the African elephant... They can't have babies. I don't think. We're going to go with that for this. I don't know for sure. But we're going to say they can't have babies together. Because they are... Well, no, they they probably could. I don't know. Okay, we're going to go with something a little bit different. So foxes and cats can't have babies. Because they're two different species. But if you go farther back, like back to a cat's ancestor and a fox's ancestor, eventually they would have a common ancestor. Like, for example, if I went back in my family history and I found I was related to, I don't even know. I could probably ask Graham. She might know. I don't care enough to ask. So, hypothetically, we go back... And I am related to Ragnar Lothbrook, who you probably don't even know, but you should. Uh, technically, I am related to him, but he lived way, way long ago. So it's a very distant relation. Now, let's say we go back to your dad. Let's say he goes back and back and back and back, and he finds out he's related to Ragnar Lothbrook, too. And so we share a common ancestor. But we're not in the same family anymore. Or at least we weren't until your dad married my sister. Does that make sense? Yes. 
So it kind of works like that, only it's with animals. So chimpanzees and other great apes like us and gorillas, we, when you go back, we have a common ancestor. And mm -hmm. the DNA relation is how closely we are related to the chimpanzee or the gorilla or the orangutan or whatever. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. Okay. Good. You know what's weird? When I went to the bean museum, I found a tigon and a liger. Yep. Okay. We're getting off topic. So that was a very brief, brief lecture about DNA, DNA and relation and all that stuff. Yeah. I, it's been a while since I listened to this, so Monica might have already covered this because we have an interview with Monica coming up. It's going to be great. She was in our last episode, but if you're not a kid, you would have heard that. But if you are a kid, you you didn't hear that you might have just heard me talk about her because monica's my bff forever anyway so we doesn't bff mean best friend forever she's my best friend forever forever okay <laughs> duh okay so back to jurassic park you do you know how jurassic park works like how they Maybe. got the dinosaurs how they cloned the dinosaurs what their theory behind it was it's absolute crap it's total fiction but tell me what you know so there was this little movie in jurassic park and they had the little dna thing and they when they found the dinosaurs they would take the dna and mix it with another dna okay so i'm gonna give you another run through I'm just going to be talking a lot, and I'm going to be talking really fast, so I'm sorry, but I want to get to this interview, because, yes. So, in Jurassic Park, the theory is that they have this mosquito that lived back when the dinosaurs were there, and it was preserved in amber, so they drilled into the mosquito, and they took a DNA sample out of the mosquito, and they had dinosaur DNA in there and they spliced the DNA with a frog's DNA and then eventually it made dinosaurs you know that's that's the gist yeah but it's weird okay um so like that's that's basically the summation uh, people think that maybe something similar could be done with the woolly mammoth and the Asian elephant because they're closely related. And, you know, for all we know, there's some dinosaur in an ice cavern out there. It's perfectly preserved, but it's unlikely, so it's never going to happen with dinosaurs, let's be real, because they lived so long ago. But, you know, it could, yeah. it could happen with the woolly mammoths because of reasons. And I'm going to tell you about them. So, while it is reassuring that Jurassic Park is never going to happen no. to some people, uh, there is a chance, like I said, that scientists would be able to make a woolly mammoth hybrid 
through the magic of science. Science. I am kidding because science and magic are totally different. Don't quote me on that because I'm not stupid. <laughs> so, um, excuse me? Yes. Fight me, kid. Fight you, kid. So, oh, moving on before I freaking pummel your butt. In 2013, a nearly complete mammoth carcass that has now been called Buttercup, who you have seen, was found in, I'm going to totally slaughter this pronunciation, because it's Russian, and we all know how good I am with Russian. Because we saw the Nortexan episode. Shush. So, Buttercup was found in the Novosibirsk Islands. The Novosibirsk Islands. We're going to stick with that. The Novosibirsk Islands. And she was found by a team of hunters looking for mammoth tusks in the falling permafrost. And it's not uncommon or illegal for people to go hunting for ivory for mammoth tusks. Because unlike the ivory from, you know, living elephants and rhinos, yeah. mammoths are already dead. But there's always a chance that... If you find a mammoth tusk, you're going to find more than just a tusk. So, Buttercup was a whole lot more than just a set of tusks. She was almost completely intact. She was only missing one leg and a little bit of flesh that was eaten off of her before she got frozen. But aside from that, she's all there. And one of the things that really sets Buttercup apart from other mammoths is that the meat on her bones, it's unlike the others, it's still reddish. And she oozed what seemed to be blood when the cadaver got poked. Which means that there's a chance that could, there could still be a fully intact nucleus, which is essential for, you know, that process. Now, if Buttercup does have a fully intact nucleus, this is all hypothetical, somewhere in there, which should be, well, it would be an amazing thing, considering she is about 40,000 years old, it would open a whole new door of fascinating and once-in-a-lifetime possibilities, the chance to clone a woolly mammoth. Now, cloning is pretty complicated it's not like jurassic park where oh i have a little bit of a little bit of dna here and it's done no it is it is really difficult and we can clone things but we can't clone them well and now we're gonna hear from monica baker one of my best friends a former microbiology professor and a future doctor working towards getting her phd she also has a science podcast called Small World, so if you're listening and science is something that interests you, go check it out. Just know that it is geared more towards adults, so leave the codes at home for that one. And let's listen to Monica! Yay! Hello, everybody. I am here interviewing one of my best friends, Monica. Monica, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and why you are qualified to tell us about all of these magical science things. And you are making a really <laughs> weird face at me right now. I don't know if I'm qualified, you but I can qualified. tell you 
Monica was a microbiology professor, and now she's going to get a PhD. I am an MD, PhD studying genetics. Yes. So, so I'm going to talk about genetics today. Yes. Specifically, woolly genetics. Yes. <laughs> very, very woolly. In genetics. more ways than one. Oh, yes. Okay, so at this point in the episode, Scarlett and I have not recorded it yet, but we are going to have already discussed mammoths and all that wonderful stuff. Mammoths are cool. Mammoths are very cool. But what we need to know from you is how does cloning work? All right, so before we talk about cloning, do you know about cells? Vaguely, yes. So reproductive cells are what come together to make a baby, right? There's one from the mom and one from the dad? Yes. So from the mom, there's an egg, and the dad, there's a sperm. So what we do with cloning is we take, for example, say we want to clone Aubrey. Horrible idea, (laughs) really. Um, And we can't clone humans yet. This is just a... Hypothetical. This is hypothetical. So what we would need to do is we'd need to find an egg donor that isn't Aubrey and take the nucleus out of that egg, which has the DNA in it. The DNA is kind of uh, what tells you it's you. Um, We take the nucleus out, and then we take a nucleus from one of Aubrey's normal cells, and we add that into this new egg cell. And we put that into a surrogate, which is usually going to be whoever donated the egg. And then they will grow a brand new little Aubrey. So when you say a new cell, could it be any kind of cell? Could you like do it with a hair sample or? It, it can be from any cell, it seems to be. Usually we do it from kind of skin cells, things like that. Okay. So... How does cloning work aside from that? I mean, I know that we have cloned some things. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about Dolly the sheep? Yeah, so Dolly was interesting. It was the first mammal we cloned from an adult. So, So it wasn't actually the first mammal we cloned. It was the first mammal we cloned from an adult cell. So they had a sheep that donated its egg like we talked about. And they, then they took the nucleus from another adult sheep of a different... They don't remember the species of the sheep, but it was kind of a... had a different just look a, to it. Just a sheep, I think is good enough. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. And they took the nucleus from that sheep and put it into the surrogate's egg. And then they put the egg into the um, the donor of the egg. And they just let it grow like a normal sheep. And it was a clone of the sheep they took the nucleus from. Okay, but Dolly had a pretty short lifespan considering her species, right? Sheeps usually live to be about 12 or 13, and Dolly died around 6. Do you know why that was? Or is that just, was she just unlucky? So, I mean... I guess we'll never really know, but the people that did the cloning say it was unrelated. She got a virus that caused lung cancer, and it just spread to her lungs, and she died. 
there's a postulation that do you know what a telomere is it sounds very familiar it's okay if you don't but keep in mind that this show is going to be for families so they probably won't know and i also failed biology twice no, you're good. Like a boss. Just asking. So it's just a little cap on the end of your chromosome, kind of. They're going to help your chromosomes not get too short when they're dividing. Mm-hmm. But they get shorter. Um, your chromosomes get shorter as you age. And that's one of the reasons we think you start aging. And the thought was because we're taking the DNA from an adult and putting it into an adult, that chromosome is shorter and so there will be more aging likely to happen does that make sense yes um however they didn't see any signs of premature aging in dolly so it's just it could be either yes and there have been sheep cloned after that that have lived normal lengths of life but have we you know learned more about cloning since then like have we refined the process a little bit more i mean dolly got cloned back in the 90s right we're starting to clone more complex animals one of the problems with cloning like say humans is that human egg cells are much more fussy we'll say like if you're going to take things out of them and put things into them they're a lot more likely to get damaged and not work and so that's kind of where cloning's been going is trying to figure out what we can do about that and then earlier this year they actually cloned some monkeys i think it was in japan but i'm not sure and they also have that problem with their cell division like their cells are also kind of more picky and Mm -hmm. so it's actually really interesting that they did that so we have come a bit we meaning the scientists not me i didn't do anything i don't know (laughs) anything about cloning uh but the scientific community and the people who do work with cloning, they have potentially learned a lot more since Dolly because it's been at least 20 years since she was born. Uh, would that really factor into any of that or no? So there's not a... It's It seems to be more of a novel thing for people, like people that want to clone their pets for an obscene amount of money. Mm-hmm. But the problem is... Even though the DNA is the same, for example, if we cloned your kittens, there's no guarantee that they would be the same as they grow up because there's an environmental impact. Mm-hmm. Their environment impacts how you express your, uh, how your DNA is expressed. There's like epigenetic changes from the environment. And so there's no way of knowing if you'll get the exact same person. And you, there's no way you will because there's just so many things that can happen. Yeah. So this is... We've kind of gone more down a stem cell path than a cloning path because the idea is that hopefully someday we can use stem cells to help cure diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's something that a lot of scientists are looking at, but I could be wrong. Okay. So before we did this, I gave you a brief overview of Buttercup and how she is, you know, this awesome scientific specimen and she's the only mammoth that's been able to produce a blood sample. Uh, Hypothetically, uh, could we use that blood sample to make a mammoth clone or a mammoth hybrid with the mammoth's closest living relative? Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna add, or is it 
something that we wouldn't really have the means for yet, especially where uh, where Buttercup was so old. So a couple of things I could see being problems with that. One is it depends on what type of blood cells they get from the sample. Mm-hmm. So red blood cells actually don't have any DNA. So obviously those can't help you. I had no idea. Yeah, they don't have any um, DNA. So if you just need DNA, wouldn't you be able to use one of the mammoth's many hair samples we have? Or I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe there's a specific type of cell they're looking for. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, another problem is even though they're similar DNA-wise, it might not be similar enough for her, uh, the surrogate mother, for whoever that ends up being, to not reject the DNA, to not reject the fetus. That's something I would be worried about. Mm-hmm. And another problem is because the cells in this mammoth have been laying there for so long, I'm sure there's quite a bit of damage to the DNA, and I don't know if that'd be able to produce a viable baby. So, I don't know. So it's all just a big maybe at this point, kind of? I'm sure there's like much they're... smarter people out there that know a lot more about it than I do, but it, that those are the things I would worry about. Mm-hmm. Right, and our last question. So the most interesting reason I found for wanting to bring the mammoth back is to actually combat global warming, or at least to try to slow it down. So there's a wildlife reserve that is trying to slow down global warming by having grazers eat the tundra grass, which would prevent the grasses from releasing a lot of greenhouse gases. Now, I know that we said we were talking about cloning, but in your opinion, is this something that could actually help global warming, or is this just an excuse to see cute, furry baby elephants? You have to admit it sounds kind of lame. It does, a little bit. It doesn't sound like it would do any more than, like, putting, you know, carbon caps on companies and things like that, don't you think? I mean, but... Seems like a lot of effort to eat some grass. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I mean... I'm a huge fan. As a scientist, I think they should do it to further knowledge and understanding of our world. I think that's the reason you should do any science. And so, honestly, for me... Just like like going into space, it doesn't actually do anything for us. But I think it's important to understand more about our world, and I think that in and of itself is enough to want to do it. Plus, you know, fuzzy little baby elephants. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you kind of worried about those tusks? No. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> do you remember what I told you about the baby mammoths? What did you tell me about the baby mammoths? Well, this was a while ago. I don't. I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm sure I've already told Scarlett about this, and I'm sure she is going to give me a face that is really disgusted and say, Ew! Or I feel like this like is that. starting to sound more and more similar, but I don't know if that's just because it's like half the stuff you say. Well, thank you <laughs> for that. Uh, no. Baby woolly mammoths would eat their mom's poop. Yes, you told me that like yeah. a week ago. Or you texted it to me, maybe? I, I did text it to you. <laughs> and then you just said that... Dogs do it. Dogs do it, yeah. But the woolly mammoth baby does it because of like a chemical that was in their parents' stomach that they don't have. So they needed it to digest their food. This kind of makes sense. It's like uh, when birds puke into their baby's mouths, you know? 
Yeah, but... but out the other end. <laughs> yeah, no. South instead of north. <laughs> oh, my... Wow. I'd personally rather eat vomit if I had to, but I'd prefer neither. I would neither. personally rather I mean, if you starve. had to choose between the two. If I had to choose, I would... It would be the vomit, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> couldn't, I, couldn't I just die instead? Yeah, I guess it's free country. <laughs> All right, well, Monica, thank you so much for letting me interview you and tell you about gross mammoths eating mammoth poop. Hey, knowledge is power, man. Knowledge is power, baby. <laughs> and Thanks for having me. Of course. And Monica has her own podcast, and everyone should check it out. It's yeah. called Small World. I do it with my friend Colin, and it's about the microcosm of science that exists in each and every one of us. Um, it's really cool. We talk about, like, drugs and diseases and bacteria and viruses and all sorts of cool stuff so it's a really fun show but don't take your kids to it yeah no um explicit content <laughs> yes but you know maybe monica will come back and talk to us again one day because we love her so much oh but she's very busy so who knows <laughs> all right take care bye all right scarlet what did you learn aside from not to let me touch you when i have lipstick in my hand uh, I learned, don't try to be next to Aubrey. Oh, them fighting words. She got lipstick on my face and my arms. Oh, you're fine. Calm down. What did you learn about cloning? Uh, were you even paying attention? That we can clone stuff and we've cloned a sheep. What was the sheep's name? Dolly. What happened to Dolly? Dolly died. Why? Because of lung cancer. Or lung disease. Close enough. Do you like Monica more than you like me? No. You like me more than you like Monica? No, I like you both. She likes Monica more than she likes me. I don't. Okay, that is all for the day. Do you have any final parting words of wisdom about woolly mammoths? They're not cute and fuzzy like you think. I mean, but what if you saw one in real life? I've seen pictures. That's enough for me. So you don't think we should clone a woolly mammoth? I mean, like Monica said, it could just not happen. But if we could, do you think we should do it? Yeah. Or do you think that cloning is evil? Cloning isn't evil. I heard this book where it was like, you can put a hair in the microwave and heat it up for a minute and then it will clone. No, it doesn't work that way. No, it's much more complicated. Science and cloning is very, very complicated and awesome. So, that's all for the day. We want to say a special thanks to Monica for giving us her science wisdom. I know, Monica was on the last episode, and she was very upset 
that we hadn't done this episode. So, we're doing this episode because we love Monica. Scarlett loves her more than me. It's okay. It's totally fine. So. Oh my god. Yes? We are the Business Podcast. And this episode was written and produced by me, Aubrey Beardall. And the show art was done by me, Aubrey Beardall. And the co-hosting was done by Scarlett, not Aubrey Beardall. And if you want to check us out, uh, I would recommend our Instagram or our Facebook page. Our Instagram is at the Bee's Niece Podcast. And it's the B, just the letter B. So apostrophe S. It's Instagram. There's no apostrophe. It's just T H E B S N I E C Podcast. Yeah. So go ahead and follow us there. And our music. We don't have music yet, but we will one day. And when we do, I'm sure it'll be done by me, Aubrey Beardo, because I do everything. <laughs> Unless Scarlett thinks she wants to take a whack at it. She plays this game called Garage Band, and you make, like, <laughs> songs. It's probably where Lad Baby and Sons made their song. Maybe. But that's it. And that's us. Follow us on Instagram. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Keep on buzzing. Are we still doing the buzzing? No, but you told me to do that. I mean, you can shut it off. You you can do it, but we don't have to. Okay, we're done. This is Aubrey just popping in with a random side note. Uh, So, I don't know if you guys have heard, but quite recently there was a mummified dinosaur that was found. And honestly, um, yeah, this podcast was recorded before the mummified dinosaur was found. So, who knows what is out there? There could be more dinosaurs out there. I just want to make it pretty clear that, you know, I know about the dinosaur because in this podcast I said we haven't found any, you know, like intact dinosaur remains, but we have, we've found a mummified dinosaur and it is very related to this topic. So I just wanted to add a slight aside and I don't have really any information on that aside from the fact that it exists and you guys should go and check it out if you haven't already heard of it it is awesome thanks so much for listening and we will catch you next time bye